keeping you from being the best you can be. Whatever the issue, you can clear that obstacle and come out swinging. Welcome to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. On today's show, we will feature guest experts who can bring you the tools and ideas that you need to take the next step to your personal success. Now, here is Dr. Linda Sanicola. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the show. Today, we're continuing our theme of conversations with people who are in service to others. My guest today is Amir Jackson, and let me tell you a little bit about him. He's a leader and engaged community member of Ogden, Utah. In 2007, he founded the nonprofit organization Nurture the Creative Mind, where he leads local youth with the tools of creativity, education, and character development. While positively impacting the community, Amir has received multiple awards for his efforts, including the Ogden Mayor's Award, the Governor's Award, and the American Red Cross Heroes Recognition Award. Amir practices embracing the moment, active awareness of his surroundings, and mindfully listening to Nurture the Creative Mind students and his fellow community members. His creative leadership and mindfulness are qualities that could benefit us all. Welcome, Amir. Hello, how are you? Thank you very much for having me. Oh, it's my pleasure. Um, you know, can you tell us a little bit about how you got started in this field? Um, yeah, it actually was um, happenstance, to be uh, truthfully honest. Uh, the, uh, the program, Nurture the Creative Mind, was started as a community service project while I was attending Weber State University in Utah. Um, what drew me to that specific service project was that I had a connection to um, poetry at a young age and uh, the benefits of writing, um, and I wanted to uh, share that, that story and, and, and those benefits with other young people. So that's how the Nurture the Creative Mind Foundation started. It was actually as a community service project. And then it just sort of grew from, from there? Yeah, it, uh, well, you know, the organization has been around for about nine years now. Um, the first three years of the organization, three to four years, um, it really was just in that service project mode um, where I was working during the day and uh, doing Nurture the Creative Mind at night, conducting the classes and workshops in the after-school format. Um, and as uh, the demand grew, um, the organization's, uh, you know, uh, word of mouth uh, started to grow. The awareness started to spread. Um, we decided that um, we should start a, a foundation. And so the uh, the foundation really became um, what it is today because of demand. Mm-hmm. And that's pretty powerful. Yes, um, it, it really is. Uh, it really shows the the power of, uh, I, I believe Nurture the Creative Mind is a, a, a true grassroots effort. Um, you know, the, we don't have a, a ton of funding. Um, uh, our, our, I guess the, uh, our greatest benefit is the relationships we have within the community. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and so the, the, what sustains Nurture the Creative Mind is not funding, it's not uh, dollars, but it's those relationships. Wow. And, and of course, that, that is a, a powerful example for the kids that you work with as well. Yeah, certainly. Um, I think it, it, it demonstrates that, um, you know, you, you can come from whatever means, um, whatever background, and still have an impact 
um, not just in your own life or your immediate family's life, but you can um, participate in the community and have an impact within your surrounding community. Mm-hmm. And really, it, it sounded like uh, a large part of your mission has been uh, not only to nurture the creative mind, but also to help kids find their voice. Is yeah, that, um, that's, yeah, that's really an important core um, of the organization is it, if we were to um, tell young people, um, you know, like out of the gate that we were going to help them find their voice or to help them um, see how they uh, are valuable within the community, you know, there's not a lot of young people that would want to be a part no, of a program would, like that. They wouldn't care about uh, that. They'd just say, yeah, okay, absolutely. fine, and walk away. Absolutely. So it's, it's a little bit of a sleight of hand. You know, um, we, instead of telling them that we're going to help them establish self-value, we say, hey, come and paint, you know, mm-hmm. or, hey, um, take this uh, photography class. And as we're going through those, um, those workshops, we're helping them see their value and demonstrating their value and displaying it. And, and so they, they understand that they are, are valuable, but it's not how we um, approach. That's not our, our immediate um, approach when it comes to approaching the young people. Uh, so mm-hmm. it's really, our organization is really about self-empowerment. It's much more, it's much greater than um, um, art itself um, or creativity. Um, it really is about building community and um, helping young people uh, establish themselves as valuable because we think that you know young people are the future. And in order for there to be a strong community, there has to be a strong young core um, of young people who feel um, valuable, who feel like they are a part of the community. And so we do that through art. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you, you just said something um, which we hear all the time. We hear people say, oh, yes, uh, children are the future. Youth are our future's greatest asset. I mean, we hear those words, but um, we don't often see and hear uh, examples of how that's really truly walked out because it's true. Of course, the kids are our future, but until it's walked out in a meaningful way, it doesn't, those are just words. Um, absolutely. So, what, what I have found, and this was over time, to be honest with you, it wasn't something that was um, immediately apparent to me, is that um, the, I think a lot of it has to do with um, the future value um, rather than the immediate value that young people have, that we mm-hmm. perceive young people have. So what we, um, what we have done in our organization is to um, be very, very focused, and this is in the last three years or so, um, to be very focused about immediate outcomes and how the things that young people, um, the, the value that young people have to our community, community is um, applicable immediately. It's mm-hmm. visible immediately. Mm-hmm. Um, and, 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 and in that regard, um, everyone can see that not young people are going to be valuable once they can vote and once they start mm-hmm. paying taxes. Um, mm-hmm. But young people are valuable today, and this, you know, and we like to make sure that that's visible and demonstrated immediately. Mm-hmm. Can you give me an example of that? Yeah, there's a, a, a few different examples that we have. Um, we are actually, you know, we have a youth-based magazine um, that we've worked on 
since uh, 2011. And that magazine is, is um, written, the articles are written by the young people, the graphic design and layout is uh, done by the young people that are in our organization, the photography is taken by the young people, and then we distribute the a magazine within the community. So we give the young people a voice, and then um, that's not just, you know, it's one thing when a, a teacher or um, a parent says, you know, this is a good article or are appreciating their work, but it's another thing when uh, a stranger is, um, mm-hmm. and they can see their work within the community and being appreciated by the community members. Um, another example is that our, um, our students, um, partnering with the Weber Innovation Center, um, have designed and will be developing um, Utah's first community space designed and developed by youth. Um, mm. So they went through the entire process of learning um, CAD and architectural design. They did a community forum. They hosted a community forum where they led it and asked questions from the community um, of what they would like to see in a community space and mm-hmm. then took those ideas and applied it to their design. Um, and now we're going through the process of, um, which the young people are also involved in, of getting sponsors and donors so that the space can be developed. Mm-hmm. So they're participating in all of the aspects that an adult would participate in, um, and then they're going to have, and this really is going to be our flagship, the community space, um, of the impact that young people can have on the community if given the ability um, to do so and the space in order to, uh, you know, rise to the occasion. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a huge project, and it flashed through my mind as you were describing it. I thought, gee, I, I wonder if he knew what he was getting himself into nine years ago as he no. started this. No, I absolutely did not. <laughs> and I'm not sure if I did know nine years ago what um, the sacrifices that I would have had to have made um, yeah. if I would have chosen this path, you know. Yeah. Um, but I believe that it, it is, a, a like, you know, I truly believe um, that, you know, Nurture the Creative Mind is my calling or my purpose, and so I, I'm really just walking in my purpose and, and, and taking things on as they come, you know. Uh, and so it's, it's, been a, it's been a beautiful um, blessing to, to have this opportunity, but I'm not sure if I would have chosen this path nine years ago if I knew Oh, I, I think most of us in your shoes would say, no, we wouldn't have, <laughs> you know, it's yeah, a blessing that yeah. you don't know what you're in for because it's hard work. I mean, it's just hard, hard work. Um, and, you know, we, we're talking about working with young people. Um, when you say young people, what age group are, do you mean? Our core age group is from 10 to 18. Okay. Um, we, do, we do some satellite classes, one-day workshops and projects for young people who are, um, you know, below the age of uh, 10, but our core is 10 to 18. Mm-hmm. You know, um, for 10 years I ran a therapeutic day camp um, here in uh, Southern California. And and as you're talking about community, one of the things I'm thinking about is, you know, in your group, those 18-year-olds and 17-year-olds have powerful impact on the 10-year-olds, I'm thinking. You know, so within their own community, there can be tremendous opportunities for growth. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, uh, that's that's a very good point. And something that I've been discussing with our um, board members and um, committee members and instructors is that we really haven't seen the impact of Nurture the Creative Mind yet. We're, mm-hmm. we're too young of an organization to have um, witnessed the, the impact. Once our young people, the young people that we're working with, um, are adults within the community, 
and mm-hmm. and and um, start having positions and our our legitimate community members at the at the, at the level of a of any adult within in the community. Uh, that's when we're really going to see how impactful nurture the creative mind is. Um, right. And so I'm, I'm looking forward to that day. And that's just a, you know that's a delayed gratification, but it's one that I, I I'm very much looking forward to. Right. And and I'm I'm guessing that it's not too far off. And um, we're getting ready to take a short break here, so um, we will be right back with my guest. Amir Jackson, who is teaching us about nurturing the creative mind. We'll be right back. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. Are you happy with your financial life? Or are you like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again, hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. The last time you saw sparkles of life in your day. Each day holds a treasure, the extra in the ordinary. It is too easy to miss them because they're familiar and we take them for granted. If you want to add sparkle to your day, listen to Mighty Gems, spotlighting everyday jewels with Dee Lee. She offers a new way to view the world and to discover your own Mighty Gems in daily life. Listen Fridays at 11 a.m. Pacific Time, 2 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com. You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit drsanicola.com. Again, that's drsanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everybody. We're chatting today with my guest, Amir Jackson, from the Nurturing the Creative Mind Foundation. And we were just talking before the break about um, kids interacting with one another and having their own inner community within the larger community. And I wanted to ask you about uh, um, about mentoring, Amir. Um, is that something that is uh, done formally or informally? Or do you have a new program up, I think you, you may have mentioned? Uh, yeah, it's something that previously has been um, done informally. 
uh, our programs are our, our program um, is project based. So we uh, what we like to say is that we're not a babysitting service. So mm-hmm. the young people that come into our organization are are always busy. They're here and they're working mm-hmm. on something, and there's a tangible outcome. Mm-hmm. And so um, that being the case, you know the projects that we have participated in, like the painting of the pianos and, um, and placing those within the community on the street. Um, within the community, that's something that we like to invite um, old participants, um, participants that were uh, part of the program in the past, to come and mentor the new participants. Um, also, we have a video journalism class. That's another thing we're looking into for the mentoring program. And we are actually in the in the uh, beginning stages of creating a curriculum. Um, that is going to be implemented in the mentoring program as a part of that curriculum. Mm-hmm. You know, because I, I think one of the things that I observed so clearly um, when I ran a, a day camp was that, you know, there might be variables that I was concerned about or thought was v- relevant for a kid at whatever time. But uh, oftentimes my counselors who themselves were college age for the most part, they would see the situation differently because they're so much younger than I am. And I might say, well, that's okay. You know, that child's 12 years old. And they might say, oh, no, he's 12 years old. He can't do that going into sixth grade or something like Mm -hmm. that. And so I thought that that was very, very powerful. And they offered a whole nother perspective than what I could see. You know, Yeah. I think, I think your peers offer a perspective that is um, certainly uh, more tangible, um, mm-hmm. for you than, than the perspective offered by someone that you don't necessarily view as a peer. So we, right. we definitely like that peer to peer perspective, that peer to peer mentorship. Um, when we try to encourage that in the program. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, tell me, um, in, in your eyes, why is creativity so important? Oh, um, I think creativity is ultimately, um, extremely important. I think, Creativity is one of the aspects that makes us most human. Um, mm-hmm. but, and, and along with that, uh, I think that creativity is really the, the, the thing that helps us create and um, uh, do, create innovative um, you know, products and mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, thoughts and, and things of that nature. I believe creativity is within everything. And so to nurture creativity is really to nurture our evolution, um, uh, nurture the, you know, the magnification of what it is really to be human. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think um, what you said about, you know, innovation is so important because in my experience, certainly as a therapist, I don't think you can really solve problems if you can't tap into your own creativity. Um, you know, if you're, if you're stressed out, you know, I'm famous for saying stress makes you stupid. Um, and, and if you're stressed out, you are not creative. And, yes. you know, you can't reach in and get that because that's where the answers lie. And that's where some, as you suggested, innovation comes in and, and really movement forward for the individual, for the group, the community, whatever it may be. Yeah, I think that, you know, no new thing uh, comes about doing something the same way. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to... You have to have a creative mind in order to um, in order to have a new thought. Um, and so, really, we we like to make sure that creativity is not compartmentalized. 
mm-hmm. I think that we have, uh, you know, in education, in traditional education, we have compartmentalized creativity from everything else. Mm-hmm. And um, what we like to do is integrate creativity into everything, um, you know, into life skills, uh, how to be creative when uh, addressing any problem, um, whether that be a math problem or a science problem or, you know, um, a problem within, like, stress or life. So we believe that creativity, like, to, to really nurture creative mind is really the, um, you know, our students may not go on, um, and that's what we really we, we try to make sure that we're always conscious of. We're not necessarily um, trying to um, create the next um, great photographer. Mm-hmm. We're just trying to, we want them to take the skills that they learn from our program and apply it to their life in whatever, they, in whatever direction they go mm-hmm. into. Um, so that's very important. You know, um, you're, you're talking about your programs and the classes and the projects, but overall I think you're also talking about uh, the general process of educating young people. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I, I really believe that we're in a revolutionary phase of ed- education, um, that there are um, tons of alternative schools, um, charter schools and private schools um, popping up throughout the country. Um, and, you know, and that being said, I think that education is really, um, there's, a, there's a void or at least some unease when it comes to, like, parents deciding um, where to put their students and what's the best um, return on their investment um, when it comes to the education of their young people. And then there's the, uh, you know, as a, a corporation or you know businesses, you know what, what is the, um, what is the best, uh, you know, employee? Like, where, what kind of education do we want our employees to have? Mm-hmm. Um, so therefore, like, it's um, in my opinion, in our organization's opinion, is that the the, the greatest um, ability that we have in the future, going into the future, is to. Um, like I like I said before, is to integrate creativity into education, um, mm-hmm. and, and and not compartmentalize it. And that's the way that you know education is. You're going to get the greatest bang for your buck when it comes to educating young people is to is to educate them in a creative manner. Mm-hmm. And really, creativity is all that's about is adapting and adjusting. So if something is not working, then you try something out. Um, mm-hmm. something else out. If, uh, also with creativity, the beautiful thing about creativity is that it's full of possibilities and failure is an option, you know? Mm-hmm. Yes. To, yeah. to, to fail at, at something when it's creative is just a part of the process. Um, it's, it's not a, um, it's not something that's looked down upon or frowned upon. And in some instances, it's really praised, you know, like you mm-hmm. can, um, mix something and you, you meant to mix a certain color and you get a, something different. You know, mm-hmm. you develop, um, film and you meant to get a certain effect and, and the effect that you actually end up with is better than. So failure really is just a part of the process. And I think that that needs to be integrated into education and understanding as well. Right. And it's like, I mean, my belief is that everyone has, everyone can tap into their own personal creativity. Everyone has that. You know, I think uh, sometimes it's, I don't want to necessarily use the phrase beaten out of, but sort of discouraged, actively discouraged in uh, a lot of traditional settings for kids. But I think everyone has the potential to tap into their own creativity in whatever realm. 
know, yeah, I, you know, I absolutely agree. I think that, um, and we try to encourage that in the young people um, that we work with. They, they, a lot of them work in teams, and we always, uh, there is, we were just working on a pottery class um, just last week, and one of the young people, um, their, the pot that they were working on um, kind of crumbled um, on the wheel. And uh, they were like, well, I ruined it. And I said, well, that actually looks like a really cool pot. You know, mm-hmm. that's a very unique pot. And and so we ended up firing that pot that was, um, like, crumbled. And it turned out to be, like, one of the more artistic um, pots that we have that it gets the most comments on it. And and so that young person, with that young person, hopefully, I, I hope what was established is that it's okay to do mm-hmm. something differently. It's okay to make a mistake. And sometimes your mistakes will be better than doing something the correct way. Right. And and if there is, you know, what we might call a failure, it's like, so what? You know, that idea yeah. maybe didn't work the way you wanted it to, but maybe it opens the doorway to a different idea, a better idea. Absolutely. Yeah. And so it sounds like really you started out with poetry. Um, and I think there's something particularly um, uh, important about writing. But You've expanded to everything. It seems like, and and did I see did I see on Facebook where you have a garden? Yeah, we have. A, so the the umbrella of creativity is one um, that has expanded with our organization over time. Um, as you mentioned, we initially started when I started the project, um, which became the foundation years ago. Um, it was just about poetry, um, but what, and and it stayed that that way for um, a couple of years, um, and then we moved on to um, songwriting, and um, and then added music. So the reason why it's expanded is because there was a a point in which I realized that we needed to make an adjustment, and the adjustment that we needed to make was un- the understanding that um, not everyone connects to poetry. Mm-hmm. And not everyone connects to songwriting. And so the reason why we've expanded is because we're trying to connect with all young people. Mm-hmm. Um, we're, we're tr- we want to make that connection, the same connection that we make in our poetry classes or our photography classes, we want to make um, in every single class that we offer. And in so, and, and in so doing, um, and making that, if, if that's our goal, if we want to make, if we want to connect with all young people, then we have to be adaptable. We have right. to um, open our umbrella up a little bit more. And so I really don't see the, the wonderful thing about Nurture the Creative Mind that gets me really excited is that there really isn't, it's, it's, um, it's not finite, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, mm-hmm. It really mm-hmm. is the, the, it's so many possibilities. I can't imagine what the organization is going to look like 20 years from now. Because we right. don't have a structure that's um, concrete, you know, right. our, our structure is very um, malleable and pliable. It's fluid, yes. Well, it's we, fluid, we need yes. to take a short break again here, and we'll be right back with my guest, Amir Jackson from Nurture the Creative Mind. Be right back. Friend us on Facebook to keep up with what's empowering the world. Voice America Empowerment. Are you happy in your life or are you just settling? It's time to speak out, take control of your existence, and let your life speak. 
Bart Queen is the host of A Hero's Journey. His personal goal is to help you find your voice, use that voice, and live the life that you deserve to live. Do more, be more, and give more. Tune in to A Hero's Journey on the Voice America Empowerment Channel, live every Monday at 9 a.m. Pacific Time, 12 noon Eastern Time. You owe it to yourself to tune in and make your voice count. Are you happy with your financial life? Or are you, like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again, hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit DrSanicola.com. Again, that's DrSanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everybody. We are discussing nurturing the creative mind today with my guest, Amira Jackson. And before the break, you know, one of the things that you were talking about, Amir, was just the, the idea of the expansiveness and the fluidity of taking a creative approach and always moving forward with that, no matter what the, the content is. The process is always open. Yeah, absolutely. And um, with with that being said, it, it and that applies to all realms and um, it, you know all all realms of life. Uh, mm-hmm. It doesn't necessarily have to be just education. Um, it doesn't. It can be your your job. It can be the relationships that you have. Um, whether professional or, or personal relationships, uh, the 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 embracing of possibilities allows for many, many, many things um, and many wonderful positive returns. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the, the questions I like people to ask for themselves as they look, look forward towards whatever it may be is, what else is possible for me? Yeah, well, absolutely. You know, That's a great question. Yeah, what else is possible for me? Because it's not, it doesn't come naturally to most people to think that way. But it, it is meant to be expansive and, and to tap into the creativity. Yeah, certainly. And when we're, and when we're asked, you know, um, because it's very difficult, um, you know, when, because Nurture the Creative Mind is a decently unique organization. Our approach is, is pretty unique. Mm-hmm. And so when we're asked things like, well, what demographic of young people do you work with? And we say, well, we just work with young people. Um, and that's very difficult at times for people to grasp and understand because it's not so concrete. It's not so packaged. 
Um, it, and therefore, because of that, it's not so uh, so defined, and because of that, it's um, confusing. Um, but the reason why we have that approach of, you know, just working with all young people is, again, once again, that possibilities. What are the possibilities when you don't define um, your demographic so rigidly? Um, and you have young people who are uh, socioeconomically deprived working with people who are affluent, young mm-hmm. people who are affluent. Um, what, what happens when you have, um, you know, students who are, maybe English as a second language, um, working with students who were born here and, mm-hmm. and um, you know, are citizens. It's, it's a really, like, we like to look at, and myself, I like to look at Nurture the Creative Mind as a um, kind of a, a petri dish of what I would like the society to, to emulate. You know, mm-hmm. where we're not defined away from each other, but the the only definition that we have is the one that is unifying. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's that's really one of the, the, the main cores of our organization is just to work with all young people. Mm-hmm. And how do they find you? Uh, there's a few different ways. Um, you know, of course, we have a website and a Facebook page. Um, our Facebook page is probably the uh, the the direction in which people get the most up-to-date information about us. But once again, one of the beautiful things about our organization is it's a community organization. And mm-hmm. so um, it's really been a lot of word of mouth. Um, mm-hmm. the, the, projects are, are the projects that our students work on, we believe in tangible outcomes, you know, rather than a, mm-hmm. a young person working on something and just turning it in and, you know, uh, you know, throwing it out or whatever. Mm-hmm. We actually really, really enjoy making sure that the young people are working on something that is going to be used within the community. So we host exhibits monthly. Um, we partner with other um, programs to put on projects that, um, like the garden that you mentioned, um, mm-hmm. the garden project. And then the students, after gardening, they're going to, um, you know, make salsa and pesto and then sell it at the farmer's market. Mm-hmm. So... There's a, there, it's a full circle type of organization, and so because of that, um, we're very visible. We're in mm-hmm. the community, um, and so the, the word of mouth has really been astounding for our organization. And it's really, um, like you say, it's project-based, and they sign up for classes, so it, 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 kids who attend really need to be living in the community, Correct. Um, no, not necessarily. Uh, oh, okay. the, I wouldn't say the immediate community. A lot of the projects, we're, we're also a mobile organization. We okay. haven't, it wasn't until the last two, two years or so that we had a, a physical um, brick-and-mortar space. Before okay. that, our, our organization was 100% mobile. So um, that being said, a lot of the projects that we have, a lot of the partnerships that we have are not within our immediate community. They're in these other places and other communities in which we um, started. Um, so we, we, I mean, I would say within a 30-mile vicinity, there's not very many um, after-school programs or school districts we haven't worked with. Okay. So do you actually work with the schools? Yes. We, um, okay. We're actually currently conducting um, our local school district's entire summer arts program. So oh, we work wow. with about 100, just with that school district, um, we work with about 140 kids a day um, wow. from, from 8 o'clock to 12. How great that the district even has 
an arts program. So many of us do not. Yeah, it's wonderful. Um, Our school district has been really, really um, good about maintaining the arts, and if not maintaining it in the schools themselves, um, supplementing it with grants. The Agna City Mm -hmm. School District grant writer, her name is Kate Badeau, has been really, really good about um, making sure that she's applying for grants that would be specific to the arts so that they, if, if they're not being offered in the schools themselves, that they partner with organizations like Nurture the Creative Mind to offer these programs. Okay, okay. Um, so you go to them and then you offer the programs. They don't have to come to you necessarily. Absolutely. Okay, okay. Um, and then once summer's over, it primarily becomes after-school programs? When summer's over, it's a primarily after-school program. Yes, ma'am. And we, like, even in the after-school program, um, we will still be doing the project-based, uh, you know, programs and, 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 and whatnot, but uh, we also will continue partnering with um, other organizations. Um, so we, we've never really cut out our partnerships. Um, we've always just added. So mm-hmm. we'll have, like, a, an instructor working with the kids in our space, um, in the Union Station, and then we'll have an instructor, maybe myself or someone else, doing a satellite class with a treatment center or a homeless shelter or mm-hmm. whatnot. So we, the, the, there was a point in time um, where I stopped looking at, like, how many students that we worked with and started mm-hmm. thinking about Nurture the Creative Mind and the sense of how many more students do we need to reach. Mm-hmm. And so it's really important to me that we reach as many kids as we possibly can. Mm-hmm. And um, it seems like um, from what I read, I, I found out about you in the L.A. Times article, and from what I read in that article, your program started out with helping maybe kids who are at risk, um, yeah. or kids who had some troubled backgrounds, learning to use their creativity to express their inner pain and to sort of work through some of that. And now it's much greater than that, much beyond that. Yes. Initially, it started out as a program that was very specific in the, in the demographic that we worked with, um, mostly because of the fact that we were, um, I, was, uh, I was working with a Title I school. And so there was, um, and it was 100% um, free and reduced lunch. So the students um, in that in that school, like the the majority of those students, I think it was eighty percent of them, or uh, if not more, um, were in the poverty. Um, okay. Uh, in the in the poverty realm. So. And that brings um, hardships uh, more than financial, of course. Absolutely, and you know, and and then there's also the assumption that certain people need programs, or certain young people need programs like. Nurture the Creative Mind offers. You know, when we start mm-hmm. talking about self-empowerment and establish of self-value, um, you know, we definitely were reached out to by, you know, women's shelters and juvenile facilities. Mm-hmm. Um, but we don't believe, you know, and that's where we've kind of grown um, into, um, we don't believe that that's exclusive to people who have visible issues, mm-hmm. you know. Um, we think that all young people need the establishment of self-value. Um, just because it may not be um, visible in the in the, uh, in the way of you know poverty, um, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it's, it, it's it doesn't need to be established. So, mm-hmm. and and so when um, are all your kids working together 
in the various groups, like you might have some at-risk kids or impoverished kids or, uh, and then affluent kids, are they all working together? Yes. Okay. But the wonderful thing about it, our program is 100% free. We don't, we don't mm-hmm. charge anything whatsoever. So there's no reduced fee for the kids who can't afford it. And there's mm-hmm. no fee for the kids who can't. So mm-hmm. they come in. Um, and they don't know that they are, you know, the, uh, you know, if they're affluent or if they're at risk or any of those things. That that whole they they come in um, free and clear of any stigmas, which uh-huh. is a wonderful thing. Oh, absolutely. Um, one of the things I, I don't know if this is is relevant, but um, I know sometimes I've seen when when kids who have had traumas or abuse or various hardships, as that's expressed, if they're um, with people who maybe, if they're, if the adults are not well-trained or if the other kids are not aware of those kinds of um, issues, that sometimes it's hard to hear for people. Because yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, um, it's interesting. Um, I think it's hard to hear for all of us. We had um, a project that we conducted uh, last year, it was um, called the, uh, it was a storytelling video where mm-hmm. um, each student kind of told their own story. And mm-hmm. one of the stories was of a young girl who lost five members to gang violence. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, um, you know, and the last member was, I think it was her 17-year-old cousin. Um, and so as she's telling this story in this group that's, you know, uh, diverse, you know, with individuals who haven't really experienced anything like that ever in their lives mm-hmm. other than on the TV show or in a movie, uh, that was kind of difficult, but that's, that's reality for someone. Mm-hmm. Right. And so it's really, it's really good to have these young people not live in a bubble. And, mm-hmm. um, and, and then when, like, decisions are being made or opinions um, or judgments are being um, passed on people, uh, because they have a connection to someone who has that story, they have a different perspective. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And they, of course, carry that with them. Um, as you mentioned uh, earlier, it's like, well, you know, at some point, these kids are going to be voters. Um, yes. You know, these kids are going to be doing whatever they're doing in the adult world, and, and we hope for that those experiences to be transformative and carry forward, I think. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And, and really, what we've... Um, we had a, a T-shirt created by um, um, one of our students and a, a one of our community uh, supporters uh, that was called uh, Creative Revolutionary, mm-hmm. you know, and the mm-hmm. idea behind that was that really this is a, a, a quiet, soft revolution of um, creating members for the future, creating societal members for the future that are creative and open-minded and um, are, you know, used to working in groups with other people who may not necessarily be like them, you know. And, and uh, that's, a, that's a beautiful sentiment. I think that's something we could, we could all strive for. And um, we have to take one more quick break, and uh, we'll be right back with my guest, Amir Jackson, learning about creating and nurturing. up to your fullest potential. 
This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Are you happy with your financial life? Or are you, like most people, underachieving with your income, working your tail off without the rewards you deserve? Are you going through a boom or bust cycle over and over again, hitting an inner set point? Perhaps you are struggling with the same old issues over and over again. Are your finances a source of peace or stress? Is your money the root of your problems or the path to your freedom and empowerment? If you answered yes to stress and problems, then it's time to ask yourself one more question. What else is possible? Sign up for Dr. Linda Sanicola's six-week Tapping into Wealth Coaching program by visiting drsanicola.com. This program is designed to help you break through your unconscious wealth set points and experience the true freedom, creativity, enthusiasm, and rewards you were meant to have. Get started today at drsanicola.com. That's drsanicola.com. Should there be more to your life? Do you need a change? Transformation for Success with Dr. Barbara Young will provide empowering commentary each week to encourage you. She will interview successful personalities from movies, television, business, technology, health, and academia. All of them have amazing stories resulting in transformed lives. You will learn how to discover real happiness, financial success, and fulfillment to live your highest purpose. Join her on Tuesdays at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. The future of online TV is here. View exclusive content from your favorite talk radio hosts and new programs that you can't see anywhere else. Visit voiceamerica.tv today. You are tuned in to Be the Best You Can Be with Dr. Linda Sanicola. If you want more information about Dr. Sanicola or our program, please visit drsanicola.com. Again, that's drsanicola.com. Now, back to this week's show. Welcome back, everybody. We're visiting today with my guest, Amir Jackson, from Nurturing the Creative Mind. Um, his uh, organization, which he's the director of, which he's the director and founder in Ogden, Utah. And I want to start this segment, Amir, by thanking you for your time today and for helping us learn about your work. Because you know you're doing this in Utah, but your ideas, I think, are universal, and we can all learn from those things. So I really well, thank you very much. Yeah, thank you. And also, how can people find you? How can they learn more about your organization? And maybe there's some people who might feel led to to help support it. Um, where do they find you? Uh, you can reach us at um, on our website. It's just nurturethecreativemind.com. And the best way to reach us and most e- immediate is uh, to follow us on Facebook. Um, go to facebook.com um, slash nurturethecreativemind. Um, and, you know, being a supporter uh, financially uh, would be wonderful, but, uh, you know, just being a supporter in the sense of uh, helping us spread the word, bringing awareness mm-hmm. to our organization is always appreciated. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you mentioned T-shirts. Do, do you sell things like T-shirts? or? I yeah, absolutely. Read, and I also read um, in the L.A. Times article that there is a book titled, Yes, I Am Still Here. 
Yes, ma'am. So there's two books that we've published in our organization, um, both books written by young people who um, were taking classes that our organization offers. One is called Yes, I Am Still Here, and the other one is called Freddie the Penguin, and it's a book about bullying and self-acceptance. And where do people get those books? Uh, they can uh, find us uh, those books on Facebook, um, as well as they are available at on our website. Okay. Not Amazon or any of those? No, no. Okay. We, didn't, we didn't go through that route. Okay. Um, you know, uh, there was a, a poem called Ignorance is Bliss that one of the kids wrote um, in that book, and I saw it in the Times. Can I read that? Is Please. it okay? Okay. Um, this uh, was written by a, a young woman about her abuse, and the words are, Tell me why a child should know the things I do, and don't you dare say that it'll make me stronger, that in the end I'll be glad, because ignorance is bliss. I want that back. I just thought that was beautiful and so honest and open as an example of the work that you're doing. Oh, thank you very much. Um, one of the beautiful um, achievements of our organization, um, that, that class was the class that made me decide to pursue Nurture the Creative Mind as a full-time um, purpose um, mm -hmm. in life. Uh, the, the impact that that class had on those young people was one that I, I, I realized how beneficial it was and that where the need was for Nurture the Creative Mind. And so I've always looked at that class and those young people as the um, point in my life where Nurture the Creative Mind became real. Mm -hmm. And just recently, um, the director of that treatment center, the treatment center just established a private school where the students will be taking classes at the school on campus. And we're going to be partnering with that school to... Um, conduct their entire arts program. Wow. So it's it's just a wonderful kind of like full circle uh, situation that had just happened a couple of days ago. Yeah, that's amazing. Congratulations on that. Thank um, you. You know, it's just, um, it's, I think it's just so powerful what can happen when we listen to kids, listen with an open mind and open heart and, and learn about who they really are. It's, Cool. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, that was one of the, the things that I realized really immediately. And when you start working with kids, and if you are listening and you're open, you realize something. And that you realize young people are just people. Yeah. They have the same emotions. They have the same feelings. Um, they, they are going through similar stressors that we experience as adults. Um, you know, and, and when they when they're talking about love, they... Mm -hmm are sincere about it, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. like yes. for them, it's mm -hmm. real, you know. Right. Um, so like, yeah, like young people, you just realize that young people are just people. Exactly, exactly. And, and I know um, <clears throat> one of the things I think that you mentioned uh, when we were chatting on the break is that you used to work in special ed as well. And and when you said that, I thought, oh, I knew it. I could tell. And, you know, one yeah. of the ways that I thought um, that I recognized that influence was a couple of things, and one of which is realizing that you need to open all modalities for creative expression and that all yeah. people need that, and certainly all kids do, because if you have any kind of special ed background, 
you're well aware that not all of us can read and certainly mm. not read fluently and not all of us can are visually spatially oriented but they use sound in a different way and so as you said that i thought oh yeah i see i see that influence in your work and then also just knowing that kids are people just people kids are people yeah yeah that's cool so um you know once again i i uh, i thank you for your time today and i want to ask in closing if you have one proudest moment you'd like to share with us oh wow um you know it's really interesting that's a very tough question to answer and i'm going to answer it like a creative person would without (laughs) answering it directly um the to be honest with you every achievement that we have is our is is our greatest achievement it's um every um Every step that we take forward is um, our best and greatest step. Um, so there's really not one thing that I, that I can look back on. Um, it's just a culmination of, of all of the things. Um, there's so many moments in which um, I've been proud of and uh, have looked back on um, that are the fuel, because it's hard. This, uh, you know, running a nonprofit um, is definitely uh, not for the faint of heart. And, right, that's um, true, but that's true. But there's there are those moments where I look back on those achievements, the young people that we've worked with, the supporters of the organization keep us going and keep me going, the volunteers that we have, the instructors. Um, so all of those things, the, 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 the greatest, the most proudest, or the most proud thing that I am proud of when it comes to Nurture the Creative Mind is Nurture the Creative Mind itself. It's Great. just a wonderful organization, and that's much needed, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, that I hope continues to grow. Well, thank you once again, and I appreciate your time, and I hope uh, everyone will join me next week when I am joined by Patrick McMillan, author of An Exercise in Happiness, The Ultimate Kid's Guide to Happiness, and he'll show us how to teach kids how to be happy, and I leave you today with the words of Mary Kay Ash, everyone wants to be appreciated, so if you appreciate someone, don't keep it a secret. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time. Thank you for listening. Be the best you can be with Dr. Linda Sanicola can be heard each Wednesday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. We hope to have you join us again next week.